Teaching Brood. Today's topic is one that causes, well, all-out war in some households. Pain, agony, dismay, horror, stress. Homework. Homework. Uh, apologize right away, folks. I have a mild cold, so you may actually hear me drinking my tea during this one. I, uh, yeah, I work at an elementary school. Enough said. So, today we're going to focus on the elementary primary student. Yeah. But this is just as much of a battle if you've got a middle, middle schooler or a teenager. In fact, maybe more of a battle if you have a teenager. Yes. Because the expectations on them are way higher. Yes. Um, so, I'm going to come out and say it. I am not against homework. Um, I'm still, as a teacher, I hate to say that I'm sitting on the fence, but I'm massively sitting on the fence on this one. I'm not pro nor against. Um... It depends on context. Ah, and that is exactly it. So I would say that I'm against homework for homework's sake. Well, define what that means, homework for well, homework's sake. It's that whole thing of the teacher sits down at their desk on Monday and says, oh, right, I need to find something for homework for this week. Yeah. Let me go and run off this worksheet for them. It's something where they're doing it not because they see that there's an educational need, not because it's something that's really going to help the learning, but it is something that is expected to be done. True. Um, I think there's, there's a general agreement that if you're going to initiate homework, which a lot of schools have started to back away from, um, that has to be purpose-driven. It cannot. So, for example, um, we run a prescribed math program at our school, and that program gives homework every few days, every two to be more exact, and the homework they give is a reinforcement of, uh, of what was taught. So, bring it on. Um, one thing almost every teacher will agree with, especially in the lower years, is that reading every night, um, as a grade three teacher, I, I give 30 minutes a night. And you know what? I can just let every teacher will agree that is a necessity. And you can, and, and, it, and there's no prescribed way to do it. It's just read. Read for 30 minutes. It can be anywhere. If your brother is playing in a soccer game, read during the soccer game. If you can read in the car, a lot of my kids can't, but if you can read in the car, read in the car. Um, there's a million ways. really special people. I've never been able to read in the car. Oh, I can read in the car. I always have been able to. Jealous. I'm one of the... Yeah, I know. Not the first time I've heard that. Um, but that is, I think that's well, that is the one general rule that no matter... Actually, no matter if you're an adult or a kid, you should probably read 30 minutes a day. Guilty. Um, so, it's one of these things where... Yes, there is much debate, and there's one general researcher that we ran into consistently who basically compiled a bunch of studies, over 100 and over 200 of them in the, in the end, I think. And the funny thing was, he, there was nothing definitive. He, no. He, like, it was all over the board. It was that 10-minute homework rule, which most people swear by, and I do, that, you know, 10 minutes per grade per night. Um, that wasn't consistently present. The idea of whether you should, like, the research seemed to indicate you shouldn't, but at the same time, then he would turn around and say, 
but it does help with this and it does help with this and it does help with this and parents still want it and so he the the counter arguments were presented in the study it was that meta-analysis that dr cooper did and you know it was interesting one of the things that he brought up was the fact that it's it's all casual conclusions yeah causal causal that one Sunday morning, early. Mm, um, in case you didn't realize, folks, we do this at 8 a.m. in a cafe on Sunday mornings. So, you've got all of these correlational studies, and it they're not delving deep into the rest of the variables. No. So, it's something where if, you're, if you've got a whole bunch of, let's say, um, students who are from low socioeconomic status, and you're wanting them to read every night, but mom and dad aren't even home. They're at work still. Or they have a high level of illiteracy. They're going to have difficulties helping their kids. Yeah. And that's going to cause the homework to take longer or more battles to be fought over it or things like that. There's too, there's, there's too many factors that really... In the end, we had to say that there's not going to be a definitive answer on this one, but there isn't. Because there's too many factors that play into this. Um, if you're in a high, uh, wealthy, high-income school... Homework can be seen as a bad thing simply because it's an extra thing they have to do. And they may be overloaded with after-school activities. Um, they may have soccer one day and violin or piano. Or I, Some of the kids in my class literally do two activities a day. Yes. If they're, if, they're in, if they're in the competitive field of any sport, guaranteed they're doing it three, four, five times a day, a week, a week. So, I mean, the reality is I, I do have kids come up to me after I've given homework. So I couldn't do it. I was doing this, 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 and this. And I'll have to tell them that they need to get it done because it wouldn't be fair to the rest of the class. However, it is a truth. They may be overloaded with stuff they already have to do. Um, I know there's a teacher at my school who says that they struggle to get their daughter to complete homework simply because it takes a longer time. If your child is, if your child is, is academically in a place where they get the concepts very easily, homework take, can take five minutes. And by it's done and it's perfect. If your child's in a place where they may help need more help. Homework can be a crying battle every night. And that's not really fair to the child. No. Or the parent. No. The one thing we, do, we did recognize is that um, Dr. Cooper did say that you should be spending time consistently instead of doing a lot of homework um, with family time, having dinner with your family, um, playing games with them, having, you know, playing having time with your friends after school. That is a, as, as, is a necessary thing for, for good child development and family development. So, yeah, I mean, totally agree with that. Absolutely. Um, the other thing is that, just to play devil's advocate, is that the students that are saying, oh, it took me four hours or five hours to do this concept, some of the teachers come back to say, did it really take that? Or was it because you were clicking back and forth onto other websites and getting distracted, maybe a text message or two, some Facebook? I mean, I, I'll readily admit, I remember when I was in university, sometimes I would study for the whole day, and if I was studying for 12 hours, uh, I'd say I was actually studying for more like 8, 8 to 10. Because you'd stop, you'd take a break, you might take a 20-minute power nap... Yes, I get it that it might have taken four hours, but if, if your child is genuinely doing homework for four hours, they shouldn't be doing homework for four hours. It's, they need breaks. I mean, the reality is 20 minutes is your limit um, on attention time for most kids. 20 minutes, take a break. 
So, if your homework is taking you an hour, fair, but make sure there's ample breaks in there. Make sure there's recharge time, and even if that recharge time is a quick walk, or don't put them in front of the screen during that recharge time, yeah, whatever no, you do. Not. But Or the fridge. Don't the put them in the fridge either. No. In, in the fridge. That's what it's or not in, in the fridge. And don't put them in front of the fridge. It's one of those things that one of the, um, one of the mentions of childhood obesity comes from overeating and yeah. not enough exercise. So if they're taking a break every 20 minutes and walking into the kitchen to grab a snack. And if you've got teenagers, that's probably going to be more so the case because they do get peckish. Well, you know, teenagers, they have those hollow legs. Uh, and arms. Anyways, um, so uh, to wrap this up, basically what we're saying is there's no conclusion. Uh, there's a lot of research to say you should. There's a lot of research to say you shouldn't. But I think as long as you temper it, and as long as it's purpose-driven, and as long as it's kind of given the, the you're given the freedom and the time for the for the child to have a decent family life. In other words, you haven't created homework as that block, then I think you're doing all right. Yeah, absolutely. If you do need to assign things, if you've got a school policy that says you must be giving homework, then make sure it's purposeful. And maybe it's something that they can do together as a family. So perhaps that grade one child needs to go on a nature walk. Yeah. Perhaps your grade three student needs to help make dinner. Maybe there's chores that need to be done exactly, that they've got yes. to help out with. Washing the dishes, putting things away. And, and if your school does not have a homework policy, please encourage your admin to have a homework policy. It, number one, helps the teachers with a uh, firm grounding as to what to say to parents. Number two, it kind of helps helps point it towards the vision and mission of the school. So if you don't have one, highly encourage your school to develop one. Or you develop one for the school and show it off to them and say, hey, look what I did. Brownie points. All right, folks, that's it for the day. Have uh, a great one. Enjoy.